Welcome to today's episode of Respiratory HQ's Journey to Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Peel, and if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on another episode. So today's episode is entitled Frogs and Tomatoes, and it's really about workflow and time management and how to be as efficient as possible with each. So as a student in RT school, you've been in, in school, those of you that have just started, a few weeks now, you may be in your second year, and if I ask you how busy are you, you're going to tell me you're swamped, right? You've got classes to, to keep up with, you've got tons of studying, some of you are now working, you've got jobs, you've got families, your life is hectic, you've got a lot to do, so let's talk about how to be more efficient. So you're probably wondering what a frog has to do with workflow and time management and the efficiency in both. And this actually comes from a pithy little quote that Mark Twain said. Um, and it goes something like this. Eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing worse will happen to you all day. And that's kind of gross, but I guess it's true. If you were going to eat a live frog first thing in the morning everything's going to be better the rest of the day. And so this has to do with workflow techniques. If you've got a lot of tasks to get done, do your least favorite one first thing in the morning. Now, I am a big to-do list fan. I have a running to-do list at work, and it gives me pleasure to mark things off of that to-do list. As a matter of fact, I am so bad with my to-do list that if I do something that's not on that to-do list, I will write it on the to-do list so I can mark it off and feel good. Yeah, I know I probably have a problem, but the purpose of this podcast is not to talk about my problems that I have, it's talk about workflow. So, before I read this little quote and tied it into workflow management, I would come in in the mornings and I would get really quick and easy things done from my to-do list. And the more I crossed off, the more I thought I was being efficient. But I'll tell you the truth, there is always something on my to-do list that I really don't want to get done. And sometimes that one item would carry over two or three or four days before I would tackle it. You know, whether it was working in a certain piece of software that I didn't enjoy or building a spreadsheet because, oh, I hate to work in Excel. Or maybe it was because I was going to have to work with a couple of individuals that I just don't really like that much. You know, whatever reason it was, there was always a reason to put that off. So once I started thinking about this quote as a work strategy, I really tell myself in the morning, okay, eat your frog first, and I will tackle that yuckiest thing on my to-do list and get it done. And that way, the rest of the day, I don't have to worry about it. It just gets better after that. So as a student, can you see yourself being able to employ this strategy? If you have a project that's due at the end of the semester, um, a research paper, let's say, and this is something that you're really not looking forward to, so you might put it off and put it off and put it off. If you would just think about eating your frog first thing in the morning, getting a little bit of it done at a time, you won't struggle so much at the end 
by having procrastinated that you're struggling to get that turned in according to a deadline, okay? So I guess you don't necessarily have to be a to-do lister to employ this. Um, if you are a big to-do list fan, this is going to make perfect sense for you. Um, those of you that are a big to-do list fan, though, I'm going to give you a word of warning. Don't push your to-do list strategy off on others. It doesn't always work for people. I've learned this the hard way. Um, I'm going to tell a story on myself and my husband. So we both are really good about getting things done, you know. Um, but if you compare the two of us, I'm much less of a procrastinator than what he is. I really hope he's not going to start listening to the podcast now because I'm telling on him. So he is a procrastinator. And so about six months ago, there were a few things around the house that were not getting done according to my timeline. I guess you could say. I thought he was procrastinating. So I thought I was going to help him out with this by making him a to-do list that I left on the island in our kitchen. And he's not really a to-do list fan. And he didn't really appreciate that very much. As a matter of fact, for the next week, I got to hear how much he didn't appreciate that. And so we ended that week by me saying, you know, one of these days, that's going to be a really funny story we tell people. It's been six months. It's not very funny. So word to the to those that are to-do listers know that you may like your to-do list but not other people do so don't push your to-do list strategy off onto others but just remember eat your frog first thing in the morning so the second workflow time management strategy that we're going to talk about has to do with tomatoes okay so this is really called the pomodoro technique and pomodoro is italian for tomato so there's a story behind this, but let me actually kind of explain what the Pomodoro technique is. So it is a time management system where you break up your day into 25-minute segments separated by a five-minute break. So the idea is to sit down and work on a task for 25 solid minutes and then stop and give your brain five minutes of rest and then go back to whatever you're working on for 25 more minutes followed by a five-minute break, and then another 25 minutes followed by a five-minute break. So each of these segments of time, the 25 and 5, is referred to as a Pomodoro, okay? So a very, really pretty ingenious time management system. And the reason um, it's called Pomodoro is the gentleman that that developed this in the early 80s, now you got to remember in the early 80s, we didn't have cell phones, and we couldn't set a timer on the cell phone. So he, he developed this 25 minute strategy and he used a kitchen timer and you know how kitchen gadgets are always food related, related. So his kitchen timer had the shape of a tomato, which Pomodoro, therefore the Pomodoro technique. So I'm telling you this because I actually started this in June and I pride myself on being a very efficient worker. I think I can get a lot done in a short amount of time. I think I am very focused. So let me tell you my experience with the Pomodoro technique. So one of the first rules about using the Pomodoro technique is to make sure that you eliminate any distractions before you start your 25-minute work interval. So knowing this, I was very particular, very intentional about the day I was going to perform my first Pomodoro. 
And so I did it at my office on campus. I made sure it was a day that everybody in my quad was gone. Um, So I have four people that office in the same quad. Two of my colleagues, uh, Crystal and Sam, they were actually in clinical that day. Our fourth person that offices in that quad was a nursing instructor, and she doesn't work in the summer. So it was great. I had my whole office area to myself, and I thought, you know, that's probably pretty good eliminating distractions. So the next thing I did was that I took my cell phone, I put it on silence, and I set the 25-minute timer. All right, so I was off on my 25-minute work interval, starting into, I think I was trying to make a test that day is what I was doing. What I really didn't realize about myself is I am distracted by a lot of things that I don't realize are distractions because probably about five minutes into starting working on that test, I got an email from my work email. I keep it up all the time and one of my really big, maybe it's a bad habit, it is at the very least a distraction. I have a tendency to, as soon as an email comes in, to either knock out the task whoever sends me an email, read it, delete it. Anyway, I I am on that email just as soon as it comes in. So I get an email and the email is something that I need to follow up on. Was it pressing? No, it wasn't. But I do this with my email. So I was off doing something for somebody which uh, involved a phone call to somebody else. And by the time I was finished working on that, the timer went off. And I hadn't spent but maybe two, three, four, maybe five minutes on the outside starting what I had originally intended, which was working on that test. So if you're going to try this, learn from my mistakes. Really think about what your distractions in your work environment, what, what are your distractions? Identify them so that you can eliminate them. So my first Pomodoro wasn't very successful, okay, but I did learn a lot, so I decided to give it one more try that day. So the second attempt of the day, I set my timer on the phone, I silenced my phone, I closed my email app on my computer, and I silenced my office phone. So then I got down to starting to try to do some work, and... I wasn't really able, my, my brain wasn't working really good, the, the test questions weren't flowing very easily, and so I had a really kind of hard time getting started, and what I did, because I really was struggling to think, I picked up my phone, and I flipped it open, and my thumb does what it automatically does, which goes to my email to check my email app, and then it went to Instagram to check that, and then it went to Facebook to check that app. And let me tell you, I don't think I knew that I used my phone in that manner as much as I really do. I mean, it was just habit to pick it up and start thumbing through those apps instead of working. So the phone is a huge distractor that if you're going to do the Pomodoro technique, you have got to eliminate that right off the bat. So my first day with the Pomodoro technique was pretty unsuccessful. However, I did learn a lot of things about what distractions were to me. And I was really surprised at the level of distractions that I had. 
So the second day, same kind of day, Crystal and Sam, they were in clinicals, the nursing instructor that offices, she wasn't there. So the second day, it was a little bit better. I was able to come in, eliminate all those distractors. I turned my cell phone off. I closed my email application. I silenced my office phone. I put my cell phone in my purse that was across the office from me, and I set my timer on my watch. And it was so much better. I was rolling into it, kind of going along, doing really good in the task I had at hand. And then somebody knocked on my office door. So I think I have learned that if I'm going to do the Pomodoro technique, I really can't do it at my office on campus. Now I have done it since multiple times in my home office and it is great to set that, eliminate the distractions, set the timer for 25 minutes. Actually when I'm at home I have an egg timer that I have in the kitchen. I set that for 25 minutes. I leave my cell phone in the other room on silence. I close my office door and I have um, one of my best friends gave me one of those do not disturb tags that you put on your door outside the hotel room. Only this one says, shh, I am in the zone. So that way my husband knows if that tag is on the door, he doesn't open up the door and interrupt my workflow or my recording or anything like that. So the Pomodoro technique, I think as a student thinking about your study time, because you're always going to study as an individual first you know you have to start retaining that knowledge on your own so there's going to be some individual studying involved and I think the Pomodoro technique is a great idea because you can set a timer for 25 minutes and then stop and rest your brain for five minutes and and really taking breaks in between your study sessions are so very important. You know, we talked about that when we summarized all of the study strategies. So so 25 and 5, breaking down workflow, breaking down studying in those intervals is highly effective as far as being able to work efficiently but giving your mind a little break in between. Okay, let's recap what we talked about today. We called it frogs and tomatoes. Number one's frog. Eat your frog first thing in the morning. That means whatever you have to do that you've been putting off, your yuckiest task, your yuckiest assignment, go ahead and start working on that. Don't put it off and procrastinate so that you're pressed for time at the end. Just get it over with that way you don't have the stress of thinking about it all the time. The second method is called the Pomodoro method. That's dividing your workflow into time periods of 25 minutes of pure work with distractions eliminated, followed by five minutes of a mental break. So 25 and five is one Pomodoro. That's all for this week, everyone. Join me next week when we start talking about test taking tips and test taking strategies. Until then, work on finding your most effective study method and I will see you soon.